It's Dave from CheapWineFinder.com again. And today we've got another companion uh, podcast for wine on the CheapWineFinder.com website. And this one is an award-winning wine. It's the uh, Behringer Founders Estate Pinot Noir 2017. It's a wine that you can find for $7.99 in supermarkets. And it is the number one wine on Wine Enthusiast's Top 100 Best Buys of 2019, numero uno. That in itself is weird that a supermarket wine is the top 100. Every so often, I know a couple of years ago, a box wine uh, made number 50, and you know that sort of thing does happen, and... Uh, I know uh, Kung Fu Girl Riesling usually makes the top uh, list and uh, the Lindemann's um, Ben 65 Chardonnay, which is $4 half a time, comes in there on a regular basis too. But the number one wine for a Pinot Noir that is actually the um, from non-Pinot Noir growing areas, uh, the Behringer's website doesn't give a ton of information but they say it comes from the california delta region which is um clarksburg and uh, lodi in the central valley and it's also they said there's some from coastal uh, central coast too um the delta is the san pablo bay which is north of the um san francisco bay and that's the reason Canderos in, in Sonoma and uh, Napa can do uh, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And uh, it's also the southern border for parts of uh, Sonoma and parts of Napa, too. And it really helps them, even though they're inland. But uh, Clarksburg and Lodi are 100 miles away from the uh, ocean. And it's the San Pablo Bay that helps them. And Clarksburg is getting very well known for Chenin Blanc. And Lodi is a... Uh, well, Zinfandel, it's famous for Zinfandel, and they're actually um, been liking their uh, Cabernet Sauvignons lately, and they do other things there, too. Um, you know, Lodi has some really nice winemakers there, and so does Clarksburg. But Pinot Noir, uh, they're not all that famous for Pinot Noir. Um, there's a lot of growing areas. You know, normally with Pinot Noir, you get coastal because you got to have the cool breezes and the fog and all that kind of stuff, and... Yeah, there are areas in Clarksburg and Lodi that can do that, but being they get very hot during the day after the fog wears off and, and you know before the sun goes down, it can get hot. So this is not from the kind of places that wine publications and the wine uh, critics normally get kind of goofy over. This is kind of a uh, you know, and plus it's a supermarket; it's eight bucks. Now, on the other hand, I have known for a long, long time, well, maybe a few years anyway, that California Pinot Noir is maybe the best value red wine. There's been a ton of inexpensive red wines that I have loved. You know, it's like one of the things about if you want to like if you want a very inexpensive red wine, look for Garnacha or Grenache um, from Spain or the Rhone Valerie in Languedoc. Or um, you don't find it too cheap in California, or you go Pinot Noir. Uh, one of the reasons why is California Pinot Noir, they started making it like uh, the Gamay out of Beaujolais. That's a whole different uh, winemaking technique, open top fermentation and carbonic maceration. 
Don't ask me how they do it or what that is exactly, because I, I only I, I'll get it all wrong. So they've been making it better, and so to have a inexpensive Pinot Noir on a best of list is yeah, I, I can I can see that number one. Whoa, and you know, do I think it's, is this my number one wine of 2019? Not that I do wine lists because. I can't remember last month. How am I going to do the whole year? But no, I mean, it isn't. This is a Pinot Noir that's more on the Miomi style of Pinot Noir. You know, uh, kind of ripe and juicy, flavorful. You know, not so much, um, you know, whispery and sleek. And, you know, there's a lot of funkiness going on in the best Pinot Noirs. And, you know, this has a little bit of funk and herbs and spice. Spices and those kind of things, which means I should take a sip. But it is more black cherry, ripe cherry, and maybe a little bit of sour cherry, maybe some tart cranberry, along with some vanilla and some, you know, some spice and some herbs and some orange zest. You know, there's some rough edges like pinot noir should have a mix of smooth and rough i mean but not ever never out of out of balance and this is a decent pinot noir if you're in the if you kind of like the riper style this is kind of gonna do it for you i believe you know i mean it's not mine um i've had uh pinot noirs i preferred over the uh over the last year or two i mean i'm um that's okay. Is, is Do I think it's 2019? Is this is the number one wine? No, but I can see why if why they say it does. Because, and then I haven't done a back-to-back uh, tasting with uh, this in Miomi, which is $16, $17. And this is, this is $9 cheaper and, you know, maybe is equal, which I, you know, I can't tell you right now because I haven't done that test. But I can see where it might be along those lines because I'm tasting it. I It's... It's ripe, it's juicy, it's got flavor, it's got balance, the acidity's good. You know, it, there's nothing about the making of this wine that stands out. Like I said, the the grapes come from places that award-winning wines don't come from. Um, you know, with it, it says it's been uh, aged, I think, five months on French oak. That's on French oak, not in French oak. I never know exactly what that means. I uh, I really don't know why they do that. For a seven ninety nine wine, an oak barrel can cost a thousand dollars. I don't expect them, and plus they make a lot of this. I don't expect them to spend fifty thousand dollars on oak. Now that wouldn't even do it. I mean, <laughs> on oak barrels just for a seven ninety nine wine. I mean, if they they need more than fifty barrels for this. I mean, it'd be a ridiculous amount of money they have to spend. So throwing in oak staves and um oak chips that I mean they do all sorts of really crazy work with that nowadays it's uh you know they can throw in a mixture of you know different uh, uh different chars on it they don't char it but uh, just uh, just uh, um uh, what they, uh just to smoke it up a little bit just to give it different flavors they do that nowadays toast is the word i was trying to come up with they toast it and you can do a variety of different toasts just to get the right flavors in there and do a mix and they do all sorts of fancy things nowadays, and uh, that's what this is. It's a seven ninety nine Pinot Noir uh, with you know nothing about it stands out uh, in terms of where it comes from or how it's made, but it is a tasty little Pinot Noir. 
Uh, somebody loves it. Somebody gave it number one. I can kind of see why. Uh, it wouldn't be my number one, but maybe it might be yours. Give it a try. Oh, and the weird thing about this, I thought, okay, a $7.99 wine that's uh, number one in Wine Enthusiast Top 100 Best Buy list. I figure every store I go to would have a kiosk out there with a, you know, um, with this stacked up and a sign telling you what it was. So people just walking by would grab one because, heck, why wouldn't you not buy the number one wine of 2019 for $7.99? And I couldn't find it anywhere. I went to five different shops and I finally went to a, went to a supermarket and it was on the bottom shelf behind another kiosk. They put a kiosk right in the middle of the aisle and it's right behind it. I had to go look behind it to find it. They, they hit it. I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess wine accolades don't sell inexpensive wine or something. I I don't get why it wasn't standing out. Uh, because if I was going by and I knew that it was a number one wine was only eight bucks, I'd give it a try. Half the time, number one, well, this is the best buy uh, list. But even at the best buy, half the time they're expensive or you can't find it anywhere. It's some French wine that they imported 10 cases of the United States. But there you go. This is a very, well, not easy to find, but it should be. Uh, Behringer makes a lot of it. Behringer's uh, the oldest continuously operating winery in the United States since 1876. They make $400 estate bottle wines, and they make $4 wines. They run the gamut. Behringer's been making wine forever. The family is still making wine. It's still a winemaker. Uh, you know, the great, great, great grandson or something still making the wine over there. So it's not a fly-by-night operation. They they do it all. And so Pinot Noir, yep, I knew Pinot Noir was good. And this is going to be more of a full fruity Pinot Noir than my personal style. But, hey, you might like it. And for the holidays, throw it out there. You never know. It's probably more of a crowd pleaser where people like a fruitier Pinot than, you know, maybe the 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 other kind of pinots are maybe a little harder to get your um, palate behind a little bit. So this one's tasty and e- you know, should be easy to enjoy. And heck, it's seven ninety nine. So give it a try. We still got a bunch of wines coming because the holidays are coming up. More bubbles uh, and all sorts of things. So we'll be back in a couple of days because the holidays are upon us. So keep it cheap. Adios, adios. Yeah, bye bye. Yeah.